Hello guys, welcome back to Customer Experience Insider. We've got another internal episode today and joining me is Adam. You right, Adam? I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, all good. And today we've also got a new member of the podcast team, Valentina. Valentina, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Louis. Just for our listeners, would you like to quickly tell everybody what you're doing for us? Sure, sure. So hello, everyone. I'm Valentina, and I'm Marketing and Business Development Executive at ACF Technologies in the UK. And I'm primarily in charge of CX Insider social media strategies. Nice. And what, what is it you're loving so far about the industry and ACF? Um, what I love about the ACF is the number of opportunities I can, I can, I, I get and how fast I can learn and what I can do. Yeah, there's, there's tons of opportunities for that, isn't exactly. there, Adam? There's, Absolutely yeah. loads, yep. Yeah, because <laughs> of, of what we do and the platform we offer, we get involved in so many different random projects and a range of different organizations. Uh, so yeah, it's good, very good. Saw, so welcome saw, to the team, Valentina. Oh, thank you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of feel like working in technology is like painting the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, there's always more you can learn. Painting yeah. the Brooklyn Bridge. Where have you read that from? <laughs> you don't, do you not know that metaphor? I've never heard no, that in I, my life. Never heard it. I don't know it. what you mean by that. Oh, my God. All right, listeners. It's in the Brooklyn Bridge in, America, in New York, right? Yeah. All right. Listeners, if you know this saying, then comment on, on our LinkedIn and tell Adam and Valentina that I'm not crazy. Thank you. <laughs> well, we know you're crazy. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So, so basically, in on the Brooklyn Bridge, it's being painted all year round, and the painters will start at one end, and because it takes so long, by the time they reach the other end, they have to start again from the other end. So that's oh. where the reference comes from. Do they, or are Let's they see. just keeping their job their job around? Don't know. <laughs> any kid. Feel free to do some. Re- feel free to do some research and correct me. <laughs> I've been to Brooklyn Bridge actually. I didn't even notice, but yeah, okay, okay. I did not know that. Every day is a school day. I've just learned something. Yep. You got to learn before you earn, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> true, very true. All right. Uh, so this episode was going to be about video shopping, something new that's popping up, and I thought I'd open it up with a few stories. Uh, have you guys got any personal experiences about how retail and shopping is changing over the last few weeks? You were telling me something in the pre-pod conversation that was quite interesting, Adam. Yeah. So um, I have just discovered something called Shop Loop, which is developed by Google. We've all heard of them. It's only available in the US at the moment. And it's a really interesting idea um, where effectively they seem to be kind of merging what I would call an Instagram video post. You know, like people like uh, Mrs. Hinch, who's massive. You must must have heard of her. Have you heard of her? Nope. Ah, see, now you can learn something. So Mrs. Hinch, for example, she is an influencer on Instagram. And she's basically, she's incredibly house proud. She cleans things in her house. She's also a very attractive lady. That probably helps as well. But yeah, she's incredibly house proud. And she gives all these tips on how, you know, different products and how to clean your house. And she started off originally as just this normal lady. She now has millions of followers. She gets paid to promote goods. And those goods are potentially cleaning products, but they're also handy and fun things around the home. And she's just got this growing audience. I think she's been on like morning TV as a guest. Um, and she's actually a really interesting character because I think she suffers quite badly 
Um, well, she did with mental health and she wouldn't actually go outside. But I think this has grown her confidence and she's a really big influencer. So mm. what's interesting with her, and I know this because my other half follows Mrs. Hinch and all of her friends follow Mrs. Hinch. I think even I now follow Mrs. She promotes goods. Um, and because of that, we've got bottles of Zaflora, which is a cleaning product all over the place. And I think what Google are doing is they're kind of jumping on a bandwagon of this and they've got a really interesting idea. And that is just via your Google web browser on your mobile phone, and it only seems to work on your phone actually, is you've got influencers, people like that, or maybe people directly from companies promoting a certain product. So it's kind of like merging YouTube with an e-commerce, you know, the ability to actually just buy something there and then. I think it's going to be a big success because it's definitely going to be helping the way people shop that way now. It saves you having to go onto a separate website, do like a YouTube review video, make sure you like it and then go back. And of course, because it's being promoted, it's kind of like back in the days when we had video shopping channels. They still don't exist, but um, yeah, they're building up, they're promoting the product. So it's all like a nice long sales pitch, if that makes sense. So they're doing that, which I think is one to watch. So it's like teleshopping, those cheesy channels that are hidden at like channel 300. Yeah, it is exactly that. So we, you mentioned just a few seconds ago, video shopping, the new thing. It, video shopping isn't new. In fact, it's actually really old. You know, you get these really funny, cheesy American infomercials, usually for some kind of fitness equipment that's going to guarantee to give you rock hard abs and all this kind of stuff. Oh, there's plenty of those around. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> yeah, but they, but they work, you know, and they do these funny, you know, buy now and pay in three easy installments and free shipping and we'll throw in this and we'll throw in that. and. Of course, so not, is, yeah. is that the is that the secret to your rock card abs? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I, mine's on delivery, mate. I haven't got it here yet, but <laughs> no, my, mine definitely don't have that. But so, video shopping isn't new, but I think the way that we need to use it and the way people are using it is definitely changing. Because number one, people don't just sit in front of a TV and watch mm. a video shopping channel for hours you know, while they're doing their ironing or what, you know, or whatever it is that they're doing that. I just don't think that audience is as big as it used to be. So if you can move that kind of channel onto a mobile device, we all obsessed with our mobile phones. You know, you've got the new Apple device coming out today or tomorrow. So it just shows you how obsessed people are with their phones. I think the more things that you can move onto video on phones is actually going to help retailers. So hmm. I think it's a great idea. And I think retailers should really be jumping to using that channel i know that when i buy things i always watch videos on the product if it's a big purchase i want to see a video on that product to make sure it's something that i want obviously not for a t-shirt or clothes but if i'm buying like an electrical product um you know like a tv or a new mobile phone or a tablet or even like a video ip camera or something you're going to want to watch reviews on so yeah i think it's a good idea it's called shop loop let's see if we can get an endorsement for that Yes. Hashtag shop loop. <laughs> Give us an endorsement. Come on. Product placement, yeah. Yeah. And then actually while we were doing our little pre podcast chat, um Valentina mentioned something to me that I didn't even know existed as well. What was that, Valentina? Um, I think I mentioned Amazon Live. Yeah. Is that is that what you is that what that you That is yeah, what yeah, yeah. I never heard of it and yeah, it's a, it's a very it's this very similar platform, and I think it was here before uh, Shop Shop Loop, the, the Google platform that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. It started, I think it was launched in 2019, but okay. that's not the first time that Amazon uh, that Amazon's doing it, actually. They, they did something similar in 2016. 
and they created this whole like TV show and they were broadcasting on mobile app, but it was quite unsuccessful. Yeah. Okay. But I would say video shopping, it's quite a broad term. So we can talk about live stream, live stream shopping when there's one speaking to many, one streamer speaking to a broad audience, but there's also one-to-one video chatting, video consultations. There are many different, many different ways retailers can use this and can communicate with their, with their customers. Mm. Yeah. But it's, you guys say that it's cheesy, but it's becoming a massive trend. I mean, for (laughs) example, in China, Alibaba's Taobao, like the one of the largest online shopping websites is generating yep. millions of revenue each year purely based on live stream shopping so it's just coming i would say it's just coming to the west and now because of the because of the whole pandemic it's coming faster but it but it is coming <laughs> sure it'll be it'll be super interesting to see how this was received uh, i've recently seen instagram they've been introducing some similar kind of things they've been doing live for a while and brands have been using the Instagram Live function yeah. in sort of in that way. Uh-huh. They also added feature where business accounts can tag their photos with links to the piece of clothing they're wearing. Now, I wanted to ask you specifically, Valentina. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a girl. You're a girl. You like shopping. Do you? <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh <Lily. Whoa. laughs> All right. I'm I just will... saying that. I'm just saying that because I don't like shopping, even online. But okay, is it because you're a guy? <laughs> no, I like shopping online. I like, oh, actually, come actually on. I did go shopping um, on the weekend to Westfield Shopping Centre. I've never been there before. I've been to one of them, but I've never been to the one um, in Shepherd's Bush. And that was very interesting. Because on one, have you been there, Louis? Or Valentine? have you been to um, the Westfield Shopping Centre? Yes, okay. I have. Okay, it's, it's massive, isn't it? It's enormous. Huge. And it was a Saturday. And you're thinking, right, it's going to be busy. It really wasn't. It really wasn't busy. In fact, it was so odd because you went into, I was looking for a gift for someone. You went to pretty much any retailer and there was just, there was so many, so many staff versus customers. There was some queues outside certain stores, but yeah, it was quite alarming. So talk about retailers and talk about, you know, using different channels. I think some of them are definitely doing stuff already, but they definitely need to be doing things and they need to be looking at video as one that is massive. And do you think the consumers are generally going to receive it quite well? hundred percent. It's like Valentina just said then, you know, over in, in different markets, you know, mm. it's obviously received incredibly well. And that's obviously helping that, you know, those, those um, commerces and bringing up those kind of the financials there. Uh, I think maybe we're a little bit slow in, in the UK. Maybe we're just lagging behind a little bit, but I'd definitely be received well. You look at, you know, during COVID and what's been going on, video as a channel has been accepted in so many other things. Business is completely changed now. You know, we're currently doing this audio remotely. You know, we're all sitting in our own homes, but we've also done video calls. And everyday video is used now to just keep the economy going and keep businesses running. So there's no reason why it shouldn't be accepted as a consumer, for sure. Well, it will be accepted at, at one point in the future. You, you're absolutely right about that. But I'm just, I just keep wondering, why is it that it takes so long to, to somehow apply and um, mm. 
incorporate video shopping into into the business models and yeah as you say one thing is like one to one video ch- video chatting but also yeah. live streaming live stream it sounds so much fun it sounds so cool but imagine that you you sell kitchen appliances right and yeah. it might be an interesting idea to try live stream shopping where you can just demonstrate the product talk about it in detail show it in a me- like many different angles and stuff but like who's your target audience like who buys kitchen <laughs> appliances is it like i don't know gen xers who are generally 40 year old plus and they are not likely to to buy something yeah. uh from live stream they, they might watch it but then they will just go to a different page and I, I, complete the buying behavior somewhere on a different on a different site maybe uh, so, yeah i think i think in the uk i think one of the reasons why you know you're saying it why is it so slow um i actually think one of the biggest problem is Partly down to the fact that we've got all these shopping centers, retailers have all these physical stores that ultimately they need to drive footfall in, they need to drive people in because they need to pay for the rent of those stores. You know, rents of those stores are high, you know, footfall is down. So I think in some cases, retailers are actually fearful by using channels such as video. They're actually going to take drive people even more away from their stores and therefore You've got to go, you know, all these kind of, you know, reducing staff numbers, closing stores. And you don't want to be seen as a brand closing stores because then it automatically people think, oh, they must be doing really badly. So it's that kind of hard situation where what do you do? Do you use video channel and therefore promote selling more online via video? And therefore people that would have potentially driven to your store and seen you no longer do that? Or do you completely ignore video? And hope that people come to the stores. I actually think where it's going to work better is when people kind of merge the two. I think, you know, using video as actually a kind of a channel to drive people back into the store is where it's really going to be successful. Because that way, you're going to make sure that people, one, get a personal experience from members of staff that actually could be within your store. So you're still utilizing downtime of your paid members of staff. They're not just sitting there removing merchandise and you know stacking shelves if ultimately they don't need to be doing that because there's not many people in the stores you can utilize their knowledge um, and it means that you're going to drive that customer into your store anyway to potentially pick up a product that they know you've got in stock that they've discussed with a member of staff over video and of course when someone's in your store they're probably more likely then to buy other things to go with that product so we're doing a show uh, next week called future stores and I'm actually doing a workshop within that and we'll be we'll be talking about utilizing technology, utilizing video to drive people back into stores, which is an unusual take on things. But I think when implemented correctly, will be really, really successful because we do need people going to stores and we do need to connect people to physical people because we all love a bit of Amazon. We all love the ability to just shop online and get something quickly. But at the same point, one of the reasons why people like shopping, maybe not Louis, hmm. is because they like interacting with real people. You know, you can't you can't really summarize the value that having a person on a video interact with that and the knowledge that person gives. You can't really can't really kind of put a number on that value, but there absolutely is huge value in people in stores. And that's why we've always had them. Um, we just need to think a little bit out of the box on how to do stuff. Just to clarify, it's not that I don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know, but you put, but you are right though. I think many people don't like shopping because you got to get out, you got to get up, 
You've got to pay for parking. You've got to deal with parking. You've got to walk around with a mask on. You've got to follow a one-way system in a shopping center. And you might even have to stand in a queue to get into a retailer because you're only allowed two people in or four people in. And imagine doing all of that and not getting what you originally went shopping for. You are Mm. not going to rush back in the car to do it again. And that's why I think retailers in the UK or just in in Europe need to be a little bit savvier and really think, hang on a minute, how can we utilize technology to make sure that those trips aren't wasted so that when that customer does arrive at a store, they're getting the product that they want. They're being, you know, greeted with a smile and they're being serviced in the best way that we possibly can. And that customer experience is better because that way people will talk about it. I have had examples recently, and I will not talk about any names, where I have, I have gone to retailers because I have needed something immediately. I have not wanted to order it online and wait for next working day delivery. And they haven't had it. They haven't had the product that I wanted. And I've stood in a queue outside. And I don't want to go back to that retailer again. I think it's a wasted trip. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just it's going to be, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to give examples of that. So if anyone's listening to this, which I hope people will be, check it out next week. It's on the 20th. Um, in the morning future stores and i think it's free to go to well i say go to the event take part in the event because it's a virtual event right what what is the event focusing on what are, what are people that attend likely to find out okay so first of all there's going to be a lot of um presenters there obviously a lot of presentations i'm doing one with valentina's help she's helped me put that together so thank you very much valentina but there's going to be also presentations by some of the you know, huge brands um in europe you know people like vodafone are going to be there going to be giving presentations um, and people that go along and watch these presentations it's going to be about i don't know what all of them are going to be about and i'm going to be watching some of them it's going to be about using technology and using the term omnichannel, which is a term that gets thrown around so much and everyone should know what it is but no one not and not no one but very few companies and organizations are actually still are using it correctly and what that basically means is it's where all of your system all your technology, all your platforms are all communicating together to create a better customer experience. Now, online retailers have got the advantage that they've built, they're built to just be online. So therefore connecting customers with their emails. And if you, you know this when you go browsing on Amazon. You know, if you, if you go online, cookies and things, they're nasty little things, but they're actually also quite helpful. You then suddenly go on Amazon and you can see pop-up ads for products that you might have been looking at. And I know for a fact that mobile phones are definitely listening to us because the amount of times you're talking about stuff and then you go on to Google, Amazon and it's popping up. That's actually kind of what Omnichannel is. It's bringing all the information together to offer a better customer experience. But of course, when you've got a physical store with people and stock and stock system, point of sale systems, tills and online marketing departments elsewhere, merging that all together, I think a lot of people don't know how to do that. And that goes back to the point that um, Valentina made earlier. Why is why is this taking so long? Why is it so slow? And a big part of it is probably about how do we actually implement this? How do we make change? And that's what Future Stores is going to be talking about. I find these kind of events. I've not done a virtual one, but we've been to events run by. Um, we've been to you know, Future Stores and things before. You will always learn something. You know, even if you think, oh, I know what's going on, you will always learn something. You will always see a use case and think, wow why aren't we doing that or how could we do that and it doesn't matter if you're a small one-off you know little retailer or whether you're like a huge national organization there will be some very helpful information in there adam 
I know. My internet is rubbish. <laughs> I pay for 350 megabyte broadband and I can't even stay connected. <laughs> what is going on? Come on, Adam. Sort what it out. What is going on? Anyway, that's enough from me. Anyway, what do you guys think? Valentina, any kind of experiences recently in retail? Good um, I I don't have experience with video shopping personally, but I think uh, that with the situation going on right now in the pandemic and social distancing, it will slowly but surely become a new, it, it will become a must. And it's not, as you said, it will never replace the physical experience, of course, in store, but it should, it will definitely enhance the whole traditional online shopping because video shopping is is offering this a, a real time experience with, with, with one of the member of staff. So that's much better. And it should be used as you said, as you mentioned, as the, as the, like the bridging gap between mm. the digital, the online experience and the physical store. And so, so yeah, so I, I believe, I personally believe that it will enhance the whole customer experience as, 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 as one whole, if, if you know what I mean. I do. It's not going yeah. to replace it, but it's going to be better. And it's going to be a new, like, people will get used to it, and it's going to be a new mm. must for each retailer. That's what I think. It sounds quite utopic. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, you're right. You're right. It will be. Um... People, I think, will act, will take it up. They'll use it. It will be, it will be the future. Um, yeah. And I think because of what's been going on for, I don't know, was it seven months now? Mm. Uh, it, I think it'll be even better received than it would have been anyway. Mm. So, yeah. It felt like seven years. <laughs> it really has. Yeah, it has. You're right. To, to, wrap, to wrap it up then, um, I've got one last question for you, Adam. Mm. Being the expert in retail that you are, Okay. In the conversations you've been having with customers and and prospects, yeah, what is the the main problems that that retailers are experiencing right now? The main problems they've got. Okay, it's a bit of an odd one because one of the biggest problems they're having, depending on the retailer, is actually believe it or not, it's about queuing. Because if you think about it, if you're a high street retail shop and you're only allowed a certain number of people in your store due to social distancing. Hmm. First of all, you probably have to change the layout of your store to allow as much space, which means you're actually showing less products. You've got less things on the shelves, so your choice is reduced. You've then got a physical queue outside. And I went shopping, as I mentioned earlier, in Westfield this weekend. And a couple of places had queues. And I actually overheard people saying, sod it, I'm not doing that. I'm not queuing for that. So it's so hard for them because footfall has reduced. But even when they have got footfall, people are then actually walking away because they can't get into the store. So I think queuing, um, which sounds crazy, is actually a problem. If you're a busy retailer, I mean, there was, a, there was a queue outside the Apple store. There always is. But there was a lot of people walking away. So queuing is a problem. So there, is a, there are solutions for that. Um, places like Nando's, for example, have got virtual queuing and you can join a virtual queue, coffee shops. And that's, I think that's a really good idea. And so queuing is one. And the other one, is the forever growth of of online retail you know that's people are just so used to it now they're stuck at home they're doing it so how do they drive people back into the store one is making the curing experience easier um and two is just making sure that uh, that isn't a wasted trip i do think there's some things that the government should be doing i do honestly believe that car parking and things like that at the moment in retail shops should be free 
But then I understand that a huge amount of income that goes to local council comes from parking. So I don't know how they're going to overcome that. But, you know, if the government want to keep the economy going and they want to keep retail and they want to support retailers. They need to make that experience as easy for, re- for shoppers as possible. So I think things like free parking would help. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Hopefully some of our listeners can relate to those issues. And if anybody sure. would like to hear more about how to solve some of these problems, then definitely attend Future Stores and tune in to Adam, Adam's amazing presentation. Thank you very much. With the help of Valentina, <laughs> I have to add that. She is an absolute wizard on PowerPoint. <laughs> well, more so than Greg. Oh. Yeah, I think Captain PowerPoint. Yeah, he might be knocked off. Yeah, yeah I think so. Knocked off his pedestal. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. He really well, yeah, honestly. Yeah, we'll check, check it out next week. All those slides. Valentina's artwork. That's it. Done. Just, just so everyone knows, uh, Greg is a mastermind when it comes to PowerPoint and will whip a presentation up in five minutes flat. Captain PowerPoint. And he has a presentation for everything. <laughs> I wonder if he proposed. I wonder if he proposed via a presentation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.